And now, more Educate on TalkZone.com. Here's Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our ongoing discussion of art and music education. If you'd like to join our conversation, the phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. That's 888-463-6748. We're taking your calls on TalkZone. My next guest, and this is a lot of fun and very exciting, my next guest is Gregory Singer, also known as Rage Sinclair. Gregory Singer is founder, author, and artistic director of Poe Artistry. He's a licensed school administrator, licensed master social worker, and a life coach. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Dr. Jefferson. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. And yourself? Great, great to be here. Totally great and very impressed with your lineup of guests in the past, and I'm happy to be one of them now. Great, great. And I appreciate having you here. Greg, you're a, you're a very, very interesting gentleman. Uh, we've become you. friends over the last several months. Indeed, um, sir. Who, who is Gregory Singer? <laughs> well, Gregory Singer, um, I guess in a nutshell, he, he, you can fall in that two-minute two minute elevator conversation. He started off as a self-advocate because he was a ward of the state. You know, mother died early on. Actually, yesterday was the 40th anniversary of her passing. Uh, she was you know, she died of uh, multiple causes, one being heroin abuse. abuse mm. and He's a, he's a graduate of the streets of New York City, Red Hook, Brooklyn, Far Rockaway, Queens, Bensonhurst, Harlem. He's, he's a, a gentleman that's into total self-advocacy and enlightenment and coaching and advocacy for everyone else. And he's, he, he, he believes in ethics and he believes in hopefully making the world a better place, sometimes free of charge, not a problem. He is a, he is a licensed master social worker and happy to say that. Social workers rule the world or change the world. I don't say they have to rule the world as well as a, a, a proud to say that he is an educational administrator. He's, he's proud to say he's the father of two beautiful children and, uh, and, and the, the owner of a beautiful dog, Brooklyn. And Greg, <laughs> is, and Greg is just about helping and helping from a true base, a research base, an educational base, and, you know, just making it work for those that are, are willing to make it work for themselves. Hope in action would be how he would describe himself. Okay, excellent. And you're also known as Rage Sinclair. So who is Rage Sinclair? Well, Rage Sinclair would be Gregory Singer's Peter Pan alter ego. I would look at him more so as the Black Panther, a Marvel character from the Wakundan Nation in Africa. He is someone that looks bullies in the eye regardless of how tall they are and says, let's go, let's roll with it. He's an exponential thinker. He took poetry, and Rage Sinclair comes from his appreciation of comic books, and his days of working in Far Rockaway, Queens, as a patient facilitator, he combined those two experiences from Rage being the comic book character and Sinclair being his just flamboyant self at the time and put them together and became Rage Sinclair. And Rage Sinclair created Poetistry. And Poetistry is the synthesis of poetry, art, music, dance, and technology. From an exponential standpoint, he wanted to take poetry and and do everything you possibly could do with a word, act it, sing it, and perform it. He, he looked at poetry, at poetistry, as the Shakespearean approach to poetry. And although we know Shakespeare wrote in poetry, or wrote, you know, in rhythmically, he just wanted to take poetry, social welfare-based poetry, and show it on a stage of performance and appreciate it both in written form also. Okay, and so now when was Rage born? 
Rage was born in uh, approximately 19, 2000, excuse me, about 1990-91 when I was doing radio for 90.3 FM at Delphi University. Uh, again, my name is Gregory Singer, but I was talking about multicultural issues, and my father was born in Europe, so I couldn't go on talking about you know, advocating for African-Americans, Latinos, and those that were disenfranchised. So I needed a name, a catchy name. So Rage came from, again, my appreciation for comic books. And Sinclair came from my approach to flirting with the nurses when I'm 19 years old. My dear, would you mind uh, allowing me to come and get the patient in room 315? <laughs> so they, they allowed me to be an English man for about 10 minutes a day. And I combined Rage Sinclair, and he went forward to, that's my, uh, that's my aliasly known as, or my, you know, my name to write books under, yeah. Okay. And what is the po-artistry approach? Okay, the po-artistry approach is an anti-bullying and self-advocacy and basically self-enlightening idea that, that migrated out of the po-artistry performance approach, self-esteem through self-definition. I looked at the, the tragedy that is bullying, and I wondered how did a bully, and this, again, is from my social welfare standpoint, how did a bully or how does a bully wrap themselves around the idea of a victim? You know, usually it's they're filling a gap in where there's a hole where someone can say, well, if I can't protect myself, I might as well be this person's victim. But if you, whoever you are as the victim or perceived victim, if you just know that all you need is your strength, your strength of ideas, your strength of passion, your strength of knowing that you are an individual that can take on any idea as long as you are willing to, to, to be yourself, be who you are, and know, that, know your worth, self-esteem through self-definition. If you know your self-definition and what defines you, and then from what you know in your day, clarify that, then if you can define yourself a bully, be you a child or a grown man or woman, can never wrap themselves around your life, your personality, and your potential. So the poetry approach talks about, or it's based in, self-esteem through self-definition. It is the art of defining you. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, share with us some of the work you do with, with school audiences. I know you, you, you speak often uh, yeah. at high schools, yeah. and, and, and it sounds like it's, it's in building up uh, student self-esteem, but, yeah. but give us, give us some, some depth or some examples of how you approach uh, well, meeting high school students. Well, when I, well, I meet everyone. I just most recently spoke at the National Alternative Education Association's National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia. I speak to, you know, students and adults because we see that, you know, there's the term once a man, once a boy, twice, once a man, twice a child. If you do not come to terms with your self-definition as a child, you will never have a self-definition as an adult. So when I go into a school, I ask, give me two words that best define you. So if you can call yourself a leader, if you can call yourself passionate, if you can call yourself loving, an advocate, clearly clear of thought, just two words, then I ask, are you living by those words? And sometimes students say, friendly. And I ask, well, what is your definition of friendship? If someone says, I'm smart, then how do you add up your smart, you know, the, the, the words that you describe? Because the base of our self-advocacy starts in the words we say. And if, we, if we're coming from a self-deprecating standpoint, if you say I'm ugly, then the world can call you ugly. But if, what if you're beautiful from the inside out? The poetry approach accentuates exactly what you're feeling about yourself and looks for you to expound on that, not from a conceit standpoint, 
but from a self-advocacy and self-love and self-definition standpoint. If you know yourself first, no one can define you, and they will not have a chance to rule or run your life. Now, share some of the successes. I mean, you know, I know you're a powerful speaker. Okay. Have students come back to you and said, wow, thanks for that. It's really changed yes, how I yes. approach X. And, you know, share some of those uh, most recently, accolades. One of, most recently, I, I, I taught at Hofstra University on Long Island for about nine years. And one of my freshmen came up to me and said, Professor, or actually he called me from Arizona. He's trying out for the Arizona Cardinals as a kicker. He called me and said, Professor Singer, the things you shared with me in the class about myself it never, it never felt like it was about you, Professor Singh. I remember you would sit in our seats as you allowed us to be the professor for five minutes, and that was part of my, my syllabus, that, that, was, that they had to teach at least three times out of my semester so that they know that this was an empathic relationship. So when they come back and tell me that they remember and that they are using those techniques in their lives to carry themselves and knowing that their self-worth is worth something, that, that's, that speaks it all for themselves. And, and sometimes individuals come back that have been in some of my poor artistry shows, which have been seen around the nation, just saying, I lived by that poem. One young lady said, Lady Justice, I lived by that poem, Professor Singer. I took it everywhere with me. Mm. That's, the great, that's the greatest compliment I could, I could ever have. And, again, everyone can read, get the book on iBooks and iTunes. I, I'm sorry, the Nook and all of those different apparatuses, and I'm proud to say it was released within the last 30 days. Yeah, and... And uh, Mr. Singer is, is referring to his book Poetistry, yes. which, which we're going to we're going to share some 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 uh, audio excerpts from, yes. and we're going to speak speak to in a little bit more depth. But before we go there, um, tell us about the art and music experience you had in your K twelve schooling okay. that you Am feel I- is is still with you today. Well, I'll tell you, when, when I was growing up in foster care, you know, there were I guess you can make it analogous to the tears of a clown. There was a lot of things going on in my personal life, and the only way to uh, let it go was to try, I guess, to transform myself into someone else. And I lived by, I've lived by the comic book code, by comic books since 1973. My mother dying in 74, the last great gift she gave me, and it was a gift for life, were comic books. And I didn't even read the thought bubbles. I just saw the colors of The Brave and the Bold, 1973, 15 cents comic books. And then music, I realized that I had, or I had an appreciation for rhythm. So at Beach Channel High School, I studied. I was one of the few gentlemen, guys that were brave enough to go into dance class alone, Catherine Dunham, and, and all of those different approaches, modern and African dance. And I took that forward into college. But my experience at Beach Channel High School, acting in the school plays, I did Grease as the main brain, Vince Fontaine, and, I, and it, it forced me to both advocate for myself through the arts because self-expression fortified your self-esteem. If you could do it in front of 300 people, looking one chump in the eye was easy to go. Excellent, excellent. Yes, in sir. fact, after our break, we're going to get into some of your, your performance, which is fantastic. Okay. Oh, thank so you, sir. Yeah, we're going to take a short break, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this. And now, more Educate on TalkZone.com. Here's Jonathan Jefferson. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show and our discussion with our very interesting and deep guest, Gregory Singer, also known as Rage Sinclair. Okay. Uh, Gre- 
Gregory, at this time, I want to start playing some of your your performances. Yes, it's great, 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 greatly appreciated. No problem, and we greatly appreciate you sharing them. And if you can just, you know, give us a little insight after each piece, uh, that okay. would be great. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's cue up the first play, the first piece. Okay. Okay. The greatest love you'll ever know. To say I love you is commonplace. Be it a friend or family, between hearts it takes up the same space. And when the words are given to some new alluring smile, one tends to pray that it will last much longer than a momentary while. But I have a love for you that can open the sky, make birds chirp and clouds sigh. Bring flutters to your belly like no shapely sensation. For when seen, one bears witness to God's greatest creation. A power so glorious that mere words can't describe. Energy so great it leaves you no shade in which to hide. It is born from the seed of love and the soul of passion. And at times its potential appears hard to fashion. But if embraced, its warmth becomes tangible, bringing joy so tenacious that emotions become unmanageable. Raining tears on a face that's locked in grin. For finally, you're at ease within. So shed your hesitation. The name is Child. Go on, go. I'd like to introduce to you the greatest love you'll ever know. Okay, Craig, what's the name yeah. of that piece? That was written uh, while attending Stony Brook University. I was in a class led by Dr. Francis Brisbane on uh, addressing the need, addressing child abuse issues. And I asked if, or she gave us an opportunity as a final project to write letters, essays, or poetry. Now you're knee deep in your in your master's approach, and you're and you're studying and you're studying. You're not thinking about doing any creative writing. You're writing papers. You know, I'm ready mm-hmm. to write my my thesis. But I, I said, wait a minute, I can write poetry while in this class, and that's all I need to do. <laughs> I was, I still, I'm still excited thinking about it. And she said, yes. I said, well, I'll give you five poems. And that was one of the five poems, the greatest love you'll ever know, in advocating for children, you know, because mm-hmm. the greatest and clearest love at the time that I was thinking about it was being clear about your intent to love your child and to not hurt your child and to try and be clear of purpose with them. And again, that leads back to your self-esteem. If you are in, t- in touch with how you feel, then addressing the needs of your own child is 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 a bit easier. You will you will have a tapered uh, effect, and you will you will think it through before you raise your hand or abuse said child or or disregard said child or abandon said child. So, and again, I, I'd like to compliment the the great producer Lee Stone. Lifelong friend, fellow, he, he's a fellow MSW getting his doctorate at Adelphi University, but he's a re- world-renowned artist. And he decided from friendship, he produced that tune, and when you hear the other ones, hopefully we get a couple of other cuts, he produced that from his expertise, because I also live by surrounding yourself with people of like mind and like energy. That's why I'm a big fan of yours, Dr. Jefferson. Oh, thank you. Because we do what we do to impact the world in a positive fashion, concrete fashion, and when you come across people like yourself, we we combine this. I'm I'm happy to be on your show, sharing the, what we can do for our our entire world, our entire society. 
Well, great. Uh, thanks for the compliment, and I love hearing your performances. So let's Thank let's you. hear another one. Okay. I've reviewed our situation and I've decided on what I need. A partner, not a playmate. One that might help me create everything from nothing. Thus allowing our bond to manifest the strength that can withstand anything. Second look, cook a meal that may make you smile, remove your shoes, and help you stay a while. All I ask is that you be your best, so that you can be my voice when my mind's at rest. So given to this, let it be our creed. Within this moment, it's all I need. say out of the four pieces i listened okay. to him many times already that is my favorite of the four <laughs> it's like you were channeling barry white there i loved it i'll take that brother i'll take that no, i hope you don't mind world i hope you don't mind me laughing but i like a little joy sometimes that's okay look we only have five minutes left so i want to okay. get i, I want to get at least one more piece okay, in before brother. we we, we okay. converse a little more so okay let's go ahead and hear another one okay. my loves keeper with heart a flutter, I now receive destiny's gift as I perceive the ultimate understanding of myself made whole, my essence intertwining with a pure mate for my soul. For with this moment, I, my being, gives all that I am and the all that I've yet to become. Paced by the internal rhythm of my ancestors' drum. Thus is now my chance, the chance, with all its trinkets and treasures. Embraced by memory, with all its measures. Culminating in the spark of her joy-entrenched eyes. 
a welcome reaction, not one of surprise. What is this gaze that will receive me more than life has done? Smooth my contorted smile and ease my tension. As I stand strong with passion, truth, and action to protect her. With her by my side, there's ease to my strides. For now's arrived, my love's keeper. Mm, the importance of art and music education. Okay. So, Greg... Yes. What was the inspiration behind that last piece there? Well, actually, it was my brother's wedding poem, and I uh, I was honored. And sometimes I don't want to buy Hallmark, although I have a great appreciation for it. I, I, I felt that, and this is my, my brother Bruce Singletary, he's in St. Louis, Missouri. I felt that if I wanted to write something or give him something, I wanted to give him the gift of eternal words. So I was hoping that if he was to love someone, that she would keep his love in, in, in the greatest of regards. And uh, that's when my love's keeper, as in my gatekeeper, as in, you know, the keeper of something, my love's keeper. And and all I need, if you don't mind me going back to that one, is oh, okay. I, I look for equity within relationships, all relationships, specifically intimate relationships. I love a woman to be all she can be, specifically within the relationships I have. And if we can maximize who we can be, then we're the, the Avengers or the Fantastic Two of our own relationship. We're the heroes of our own relationship, so that's where that one comes in. Excellent, and in Both fact, with love, yes, yes. In fact, um, you mentioned how you use poetry uh, instead of a hallmark card, and hallmark cards are great. Yeah. Um, but poetry, which is more personal uh, to yeah. your brother, your brother, and there was one time when, and this is you know true story, yeah. uh, a tropical storm Floyd came through New York back in 1999. The fall of 1999. Yes. And one of my students, uh, at the time I was teaching elementary school, one of my students, you know, there was a wall that was a retaining wall that was, you know, knocked over into the Hudson. I was living up in Westchester, New York. Okay. And, and being a curious nine year old, he went to look and he slipped and fell. Oh. And he, he ended up dying a, a, about a, a week later. And I didn't know what do you say to a parent who just lost a child? Yeah. And so I wrote her a poem. I wrote the family a poem. Right. And uh, she happened to be a board member, and she she wrote me back during her time of sorrow and said that was the most um, powerful thing I could have done because her son enjoyed my classes so much and, and always spoke of, of, of the nickname I had for him, which was Big Blue Eyes. And um, so, so, so art and poetry is personal, and, and it's powerful. Well, personal, um, personal if, we, if we can stay with that, personal is part of your DNA. As an alopecia nervosa drops out your hair, Everything you felt for that child, from the edge of your nervous system to the tip of your hand, you gave to that child. And, and poetry comes from that place where some may be perceive as God and some may perceive as real. It's the realest place. The arts are the realest frontier that we can expound upon. So you gave her a true piece of your soul, like no okay. other piece you can give, sir. Yeah. Now, one more time, where can we find Poetistry, your book, which is fantastic? You can find it on iBooks. You can find it on your your Kindle. You can find it at Kobo Books, Kobo.com, K-O-B-O. And the Nook, they had a little glitch, but it will be out on the Nook within a week or so. But you can find okay. it. You just punch it in on Amazon, and you can download it either on your Kindle or on the Kindle app within your iPad. And it is available in iBooks. And 
support a, nope. a happy artist. I wouldn't say okay. Sullivan because I, I want a happy. Maybe you can get retreating oh. forward. I think they may right. like retreating hold, forward. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> we have been speaking with Gregory Sinclair, also known as, excuse me, Gregory Singer, also known as Ray Sinclair. He's the founder, author, and artistic director of Poe Artistry. To learn more about Rage and Poe Artistry, visit his website at www.poeartistry.com. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. I love you, brother. Be well, and thank you so much for the things you do. Thank you. That's all the time we have for our show today. Thank you for listening to Educate with Dr. Jefferson. Tune in next week as we continue to tackle the truth behind schoolhouse doors. Thank you.